everyone. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is 2017's The Great Wall. We play our part, take the powder, and go home. I didn't sign up for this. Which part? Well, all of it. But mostly the monsters. There's a lot of them. We really do smell. I, um, for a gag, and we'll talk about this later, I went to Google Translate and translated my opening into Mandarin, and then I read it huh. out loud, and I was like, oh, I'm going to read it in Mandarin and not explain it, because the movie does that. There's no subtitles built into the film. Uh, yeah. So you got to hope that your predictive subtitles can figure out Mandarin well enough. But anyway, mine just said, like, I think Jesse had the same situation, speaking Mandarin. Yes, that is and what I got. At some points... Even better, at some points it just said foreign language being spoke. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, cool. There was there was an entire There's long stretches of yeah. this fucking movie you don't know anything about. Right. I'm like the now, hell? I get that this movie was made for China, but it is hilarious to me that it was released this way. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I thought about doing that as a gag. Then I heard myself and I go, that sounds racist. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. <laughs> it just reminded me of the John Cena. Uh, apology video where he's like being chilling yeah you know what I'm talking about the one where he's eating ice cream and he's apologizing for like calling like Thailand a country or something I don't remember no but yeah it was uh it was bad that's fantastic I'll look that up later uh this movie opened third and it's opening week behind 50 shades darker and lego batman uh both of those were in their second week by the way and then it dropped to fifth it's next week when get out was released uh never recovered never did very well over here it actually did quite well over there but we'll talk about that it only made 45 million dollars in america total failure it made 331 million dollars in china which is like a big deal right that's a lot of money because that's more than double the budget so you would think that it made money but the way it works when you make money in china that doesn't convert over here directly because there's a lot of things you got to pay for over there. So this movie still was a massive failure. It's one of only three movies to make more than a hundred mil in China, but not in America. Three movies. And one of them we've already covered with triple X return of Xander cage, which by the way, came out the same year as this film. Wow. And the other movie was Terminator Genesis, just an absolute garbage Terminator film. Uh, Estimated losses of this film. This is where the where it all breaks down. The movie had a hundred, uh, let's see, one hundred fifty million dollar budget. It made three hundred thirty four million dollars. Normally, we would call that a success because it broke even and it made a little bit. But once everything was factored in for overseas and everything like that, this movie lost the studio about seventy five million dollars. Holy cow! So it's a pretty big loss. Um, it's just one of those movies that a lot of like. Movie politics is why it lost so much money. So there's that. Uh, but, you know, with all that being said, let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs Dave Batista has to stay that big? <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big poop. Had to be an ass joke. Oh my God, let's talk about it. As we mentioned up top, large portions of this movie are in Mandarin, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Sure. Matter of fact, if you remember back a few episodes ago during the 355, I suggested that the character that we meet from China should have spoke Chinese, and I think the character would have come off better. Yes. And I think that the acting in this film, when in Mandarin, is so much better than when they're speaking in English. Uh, mostly Jing Tian. Uh, she's not great with her English in this film. She's very flat when she does her performances, but whenever she's speaking Mandarin, I do get the emotions out of it. So I know what's going on. The issue is a lot of the characters names and, and like motivations are told during the Mandarin speaking scenes. So if you don't have the version with subtitles, which is hard to find or a good subtitle prediction, you don't know, like, you know her name because Matt Damon and uh, Matt Damon's William and Ballard by Willem Dafoe, they mention her name. They also mention General Shao, so we know Shao's name. And we know Wang's name, who's the, the strategy guy, the one that – and he's one of my favorite parts of the film, to be honest. But, like, Shen, 
and Ping and, and Wu and a lot of these other characters that show up a lot in this film, we don't know who they are because they're only introduced <laughs> in Mandarin. Yeah. And we never, we don't know. So if you speak one language and it's English, this movie is utterly fucking confusing. Yeah, I there there's two parts in particular that I'm thinking of, and you probably know which ones. I, one of them is General Shao talking to Lin outside yeah. of the wall. Yes, I, yeah. Like I don't know what long. happened. Yeah, nothing. He's, he's scolding her, clearly scolding her. Yeah, it just says speaks but, Mandarin, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Neat. So you know uh, what he is saying in that she doesn't believe that the um, that. William and Pero or Tovar, I'll call him Tovar because they call him by his last name. She doesn't believe that William and Tovar should be allowed to uh, fight with them because they're cell swords and that's the worst kind of person. And he says a cell sword wouldn't have saved his son's life. Yeah, Shin is his son. I did not know that. But you would not know if you didn't speak Mandarin or find a way to break it down like I did. Um, uh, but they wouldn't have saved his life if they were just cell swords and that there's more to them and that she needs to trust them on his death. He says to her, there's more to them than, you know, like I, and he, obviously I don't know the exact words, but he does, he does like tell her. And then later on, there's another scene in the movie that is extremely long and it's where Lin and Wang and uh, I think Wu are all discussing the the plan. Yeah. And none of our uh, English-speaking characters are in the scene, yeah. so they're speaking just Mandarin. So we don't know what the plan is. There's times where you're just looking at her face react, and you're hearing Mandarin from somebody else. Yeah. Well, like the sleeping potion. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> they don't. They mention it in Mandarin. You don't. They don't talk about it in English until he says after they've painted everything yellow. And you're like, why are they painting it yellow? And they're like, I guess it's a poison or something. And they shoot him. And then he's like, the sleeping potion needs more time. And I'm like, oh, oh it's sleeping potion. It wasn't until later when I went back and looked at like the dialogue of this film to know what the hell was going on during some of this. <laughs> it is utterly confusing. Um, Almost as confusing as their choices for strategy. Wang is a terrible strategy. He's he's the worst strategist I've ever seen. He like is like, okay, so here's what we do, right? All the women bungee jump off the wall and stab him with spears. Why? Throw the fucking spears from up high. Why do you need to jump down there? Exactly. No, it's like, okay, so we got these giant blades, right? And they're gonna cut things up that come up the wall. Right. But well, then we're going to have, we're going to tie soldiers to ropes. And they're going to walk down the wall. Anything that gets through, they're going to cut up sort of some of, most of them are going to die. Why? Again, stop at blades. You have bows. Bows do all of this. Plus more yeah. <laughs> like just use the bows. And the, 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 the part that really fucking irks me is they go on and on about how great bows are in this film because William's character is all about how amazing he is with bows. And then, really never does anything with that talent other than the scene where he's saved by Tovar and the very, very, very end where he fails constantly trying to shoot at the queen. Yeah, that's true. It's, it is quite a film. Yeah, and Matt Damon actually um, went and he trained for this role. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he trained in he Hungary. He shooting correctly. I'll give him that. He, yeah. he looks great while shooting. Yeah. So I mean, you've got all this training, and let and yet you don't like really use it, really, yeah. really show it to us. You he know? should have cut that training in half and used the other half of that training for a dialect coach. Ah. Because what the fuck accent is he doing? I'm alive today because I trust no one. What is that? I don't know. It's like it's I, only it, it uh, felt, it's only a few words. It's barely there, and it, it sometimes isn't there at all. It felt like a bastardized version of an Americanized Scottish Irish? or Irish. Scottish. Okay. Okay. No See, that's what I was getting. Because, is like a Irish, because uh, he doesn't roll the Irish R thing. here. We'll listen to it real quick here. I'm alive today because I trust no one. Cause I trust. So the no one is he what says, makes me I'm say I'm alive. That. I'm like, that sounds Irish. I'm alive today. Because but he I doesn't trust say today no the way he should. He, he, and then he says, cause I no, trust no one. No. Yeah. The no is no. what gets it. From yeah, no one. That. But he's not doing it all the time or for no. every word. No. <laughs> so it's just, it's fucking bizarre. And do you, do you like the joke at the beginning where he's like, I've been left for dead two times before and it didn't work out well for the people that left me? 
Yeah. That's a reference to The Martian and uh, that other movie where he gets left for dead. I can't think of the name of it at the moment. It happens a lot to Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do People know in talking. groups with Matt Damon never, oh, never go. Oh, Saving never Private Ryan. Him. Was it safe? Is he left for dead in that one? Well, no, they were so. sent to they were sent to rescue him, but that's true. That's true. Yeah, you never try to rescue Matt Damon. Basically, is the yeah, yeah. Just leave him be. Yeah, I think they'll hang us now. I could use the rest. See, it sounds like he's trying to roll that R. Yeah, rest. I mean, I could use the rest. You know, I think they'll hang us now. I could use the rest. It, it's weird. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, he gets left for dead in Interstellar. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, what's his name does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Damon is in that. He's the one who's uh, on the planet and goes kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I forgot Matt Damon was even in that movie. Holy crap. So did I. Nice. I just looked up the, the trivia of that, and I was like, there it is. Very nice. Um, Pedro Pascal, who makes everything he's in so much better. Oh, yeah. Um, he's on some stinkers. Um, did we do wonder woman 84 on here already? We did. Okay. So he's in that. So this is our, we've done Pedro Pascal before. Uh, he is always the best part of whatever he's in. He's just so fucking charming, man. He's just one of those guys. Um, and this one, he kind of has a heel turn where he's sort of evil for a minute, but not evil. I don't know. I'm very confused. Uh, Willem Dafoe's character sort of the bad guy of this film. If you're looking at a bad guy outside of, um, you know, the monsters. Oh, you know, there's another example of the Mandarin being confusing. The dude that shows up when they're showing the magnetic rock and then it's like, I'm, and then just leaves yeah, with right? the monster. No who? idea who that is. <gasps> yeah. I was wondering who <laughs> the hell is up, that guy? And then he takes it to the emperor and we're like, who the fuck is this? The emperor, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So he's a, he basically is one of the like uh, people for the emperor, you know, one of his cabinet members who was sent out there to check on the status of uh, the the killing these guys. And he was like, "Oh well, if you got one, then that means that we can get them all." So I'm gonna like, you know, tell him. But then magnets never come into play ever again. They just kind of forget about the magnet situation, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you would think that would be like a relatively good way to, I don't know, pacify an entire. Uh, yeah, you know. Also, like, they know about gunpowder, but they don't know about magnets. I don't know this scientifically. I don't think this lines up correctly. I mean, I know we're talking about a movie with alien monsters in it, but I don't think that that lines up right. Uh... Uh, it feels weird. It's really hard to say because we don't get any information about the aliens at no, all. Yeah, they're just. They're and I mean, they could be. The top guy. They're named after mythical beasts and mm -hmm. stuff from Chinese lore, but it, fucking aliens. They come they're down on aliens. a meteor. They're aliens. Yeah. They have green blood. Yeah. They have eyes in their shoulders, shoulders. which is like a terrible Weird. evolutionary design. Right. Because when you're running, that those move. And like, yeah. so you're like, you're just fucking googly eyed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep a straight track there. Your head's on a swivel, which when you run, your head stays complete, kind of still. So then you can focus. These things would never be able to focus. How'd you like the cool Power Ranger armor that all the, <laughs> the Chinese soldiers have? You know what? I actually have uh, a note here that says Mighty Morphin Kung Power Rangers. <laughs> nice. It's just like <laughs> color coding your army does make a lot of sense. It does. It does. Like archers are in red. Foot soldiers are in uh, uh, foot soldiers and guard are in black. Yeah. Uh, like the the spearmen and the front fighters are in yellow and the divers and the drummers. I don't know why they share, but they're women and they're in blue. I think that's just sexist. Yeah, it's like who, <laughs> who gets on drum duty and who gets on bungee cord death duty. Like you just right. pick from a hat and you're like, oh, thank God I'm on drum yeah. duty today. Thank God. Let me go get my nunchucks. <laughs> I'm not going to dip my fucking toe in a sea of angry monsters. Cool. Uh -oh. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Also, 
with the with the blue ladies, we'll just call them blue ladies. So that uh, the divers, uh-huh. <clears throat> they get their their shit prepped, right? They get their little bungee belt on. They walk to the end of these planks, and then somebody on the wall at a thousand miles per hour fucking throws their weapon at them as hard as they physically can. Like they're like, I mean, they fucking are (laughs) vibrating when they fucking catch those things. They throw those weapons so hard. I'm like, that seems like a terrible idea. Like, Hey, go out there where you got to balance. Now I'm going to throw this weapon that I can't properly prop. I could never, ever properly predict where the end is going to be. I'm just going to (laughs) throw it as hard as I can. You're going to catch it. Hopefully you don't get off fucking kilter and fall down and get killed because we have to pull you back up. YOLO bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's just a terrible. It's just why bungee? Just stand on the wall and throw the fucking spears down. It's it's more effective because they're not it's like it would make sense if they were keeping the spears and they were made of something rare, but they're throwing they're stabbing and leaving them. Yeah. Yeah, no they're not. They don't give a crap. Yeah. And the axes that the, all the, the, the soldiers in black, they have these like heavy axes that they use. Those are just littered all over the ground down there. Yeah. The scenery uh, the Pedro is Pascal's, very uh, Huh? The scenery is oh, yeah, pretty, of course. It's pretty nice. This movie is gorgeous. I got to yeah. give it that. Like the aliens are stupid looking. And then there's that weird animated section in the middle of the film where he's telling the, his, <clears throat> the history oh, of the aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was strange. And the CG is so bad in that. I'm like, why is this in here? Yeah. It's very weird. It's almost like they forgot to explain, like, oh, shit, nobody knows what these aliens came from. At least it was in English, I guess. That's true. Could have been all Mandarin. We would have just had a fucking guess. <laughs> They're like, uh-huh, 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 okay, all right. And it that? does put you in the spot where you feel like William, where you're like, what What is? What does that mean? Yeah, it, it really <laughs> does. It's the same feeling you get from, remember, the 13th Warrior, uh, uh, where we yeah. start off. There were Maybe no I subtitles. Like- no, and they're speaking like Icelandic. Yeah, and then he slowly gets to get certain words, and we hear them say certain words in English and certain words in their own By tongue. Way, and, you know, brilliant. Yes, brilliant way to introduce a, a character learning a language. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought that was I thought that was super clever. But we get none of that here. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes Matt Damon's character sometimes he just can understand them, even though. He doesn't speak Mandarin at all. Sometimes he just knows what they're saying, and sometimes he has no idea what they're saying. It's very weird. And then sometimes they know what he's saying, and sometimes they don't know what he's saying. Like, Shin at one point is like, he's like, you're much braver than you believe you are. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he he believes in me. I'm like, how did you know? How do you know what he said? You'd have no idea. (laughs) Also, he comes to his defense. In like in a very important part of the film, he comes to his defense. It's all in Mandarin. And we yeah. have no idea what he said to change her mind. Yeah. We're just like, oh, well, whatever he said worked. Right. Ugh, Stupid Shin. God. Shin is an idiot, by the way. He drops the bowl of sleeping potion, gets put on dishwashing duty, wears his armor while washing dishes. Yeah, well, of course. And all. You never know. <laughs> and then unnecessarily blows himself up in the end. Yeah, they're he could have thrown that bomb and been fine. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, he's like, because there were other there were other dead people on the ground. They would have eaten them first. Yeah, would drop that bomb and grab my balls and ran. Well, the other thing too is like in this movie, explosions sometimes can kill you from ten feet away, and sometimes you're fine two feet away. You never really know where the dynamite's potency is. Uh, Although I will admit. Whenever Willem Dafoe's character gets caught and they're all like throwing the bombs around because they don't know what it is, and then the one drops it in the fire, and mm-hmm. he's like, Aah! and then they all just fucking blow to pieces. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I like I like that they don't show it. Yeah, that, it's that just you Pedro see Pascal him scream, and it. then far away, Pedro Pascal just hears boom, 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 and then later on, he's just carrying all the horses. <laughs> yeah, he puts it together pretty quick. He's like. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go grab that. <laughs> uh, so I like that they're like, okay, we need to capture one of these things, right? W- when do we do that? Oh, well, let's choose the foggiest day ever. Yeah. Yeah. I would have. We can't see nothing. No. You, can't, you don't need to see to aim, you know, a giant dark gun. Yeah. <laughs> 
to uh, in a non-lethal uh, spot of the creature to right because they wanted one alive so it's yeah like, i mean and i guess technically these things are getting shot by arrows throughout the entire oh, yeah. movie it takes but a lot to put one unless you down. shoot him in the eyeballs you shoot him in each eyeball or dead. or if you're matt damon every shot he does kills every one. shot matt damon <laughs> shoots kills one so as long yeah. as he's not controlling it and you miss the two like you know dinner plate sized eyeballs on their shoulders you're good you're good yeah or in the mouth, apparently. You can shoot them in the mouth. Sometimes, because... I, still, sometimes, yeah. Because sometimes they shoot them in the mouth, they're fine. And sometimes yeah. they jam an entire spear under their mouth, and they're fine. Yeah. And then sometimes one arrow to the mouth kills them. Yeah. Or an, or an axe to the mouth kills them. So I don't I, I don't know. They're very... They have no rhyme or reason with mm. how these things survive. Little, they just die shaky. sometimes, and sometimes don't. Yeah, a little, a little shaky. Yeah, their strength also changes. Like, sometimes they can't get through armor. Sometimes they can easily get through armor. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's just... The movie is like, it's dumb, you know? And, like, it hits its all-time dumb high when he slides down that chain. Oh, <laughs> the God, chain yeah. Because I'm like, oh, fucking come on. That was... Up I, on I would top have been of more it. okay, more okay if he would have skated down it like a fucking like. I agree. Skateboard. Yeah, I think I would have been more because the way he's doing it right there, his his meat no and veg are just going <laughs> yeah, across like, the chain. He is shredding his balls. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, and he's not moved when he's doing it. He's, and not, he's got his arm on his chest. Yeah, like, and he's not chest. moved. He like underneath. he's not bouncing or oh, he's anything fine. he's perfectly straight it's a slide it's a perfectly smooth slide yeah. for him. it's like are you kidding me you know how fucking painful that would be oh, oh yeah. my god so stupid it's never mind stupid the friction scene. but just the links in the chain just tearing you apart that was super stupid and then it's like oh by the way we have a convenient hole in the wall right here that we could have used instead yeah <laughs> and i'm like whoa hold on you have secret doors in the wall that are right where i was at i could have just done that Cool. Well, thanks, guys. It's great. It's the great wall. You know how it is. Yeah. It's it's the wall, all right. <laughs> Sleeping potions. I love that you don't know what they are until he says it after they've already been used. Yeah. Uh, I also like Willem Dafoe's like, be careful when he has that candle. He's be careful. There's so much gunpowder in here. And then later he like puts the dynamite on the door, like four sticks of fucking dynamite right. on the door that's in a room full of gunpowder and then jams a torch into it while he's standing right there. And I'm like, what happened to be careful? Right? Like this seems the opposite of be careful. Vaporize all of us. I do like where he's like, oh, it, it, it went out. I guess the powder's old. Is, is it safe? Yeah, of course. And then it's <laughs> fucking just classic 4th of July era right there, man. Everyone's done it. <laughs> I guess it's a dud. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we, we've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the f- oh, man. I'm just looking through my notes. They killed so many of their own soldiers with those stupid balloons. Right. Holy shit, the balloon Like, they those were crashing. balloons were not faster than a horse. No. There's no way. And they were all crashing, like, on takeoff? Yeah, like they've never done it before. Yeah, just randomly we're like, hey, you remember those things we let off for the general's funeral? Let's make bigger versions of those. But make them as much technology as we have and we've shown that we have so far. Let's make them as rickety and cavemanish yeah. as fucking possible. Well, it, it is a fucking raft on a blanket with a torch underneath it. Mm-hmm. And like... Here's the thing. The reason that those lanterns work is because they're so light. Yes. That wasn't in its paper, right? Yep. It's not paper that they're using. This is like silk or some fabric. So, like, you're telling me that in the time it took to get on a horse and ride there, it was faster to to build those rafts, (laughs) sew together the giant balloons, make the giant flame piece, and then get it all ready. That was faster than just getting on a horse. I'm alive today because I trust no one. I would not trust those balloon people. No. Fuck the balloon it, people. It's the second movie we've done with a balloon with balloons in it too, by the way. It's around the world eighty days being maybe, uh, maybe hot air balloons are uh, an omen. <laughs> yeah. Movies with hot air balloons don't do well. Yeah. Uh Joe Dirt how about did that well, multicolored though. what then? Joe Dirt. He had oh, yeah, he got the a, hot air balloon on that one. There is a hot air balloon in that. And Joe Dirt did really well. I think it's not on our list. So it wasn't a bomb. Joe Dirt. 
<laughs> now I'm curious what Joe Dirt did. Joe Dirt. Joe. Oh boy, they're really keeping it behind some walls here. Yeah, Joe, Joe and a Dirt. Budget, a budget of $17.7 million. Wow. And made a hundred. Thirty-one million dollars. Wow, it was way off, but hey, it doubled its money. Open at number four. It was a moderate success. I get that. I think it's. I think it's become a cult classic. It's gotten more popular. Oh, it's definitely it's a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, the sewer scene. Why was everything all multicolored and rainbow and shit? Gotta have pretty shit, man. It was like I'm like, why is the sewer so pretty? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was gorgeous. It was really cool, like oil spills, oil slicks and stuff, and it's really gorgeous. And then they're like, "All right, blow that kid up." Yeah. The uh, the movie is like very predictable. Like, I mean, they're they're so heavy handed at like uh, foreshadowing, which is nice because you're not you don't know the dialogue <laughs> through half the film. Yeah. It's the one time where I was like, good, I'm glad they're bad at storytelling because otherwise I, I wouldn't know what was going on. <laughs> I'm glad that there's a character that shows up every once in a while and is like, so uh, anyways, uh, we got to get these monsters. <laughs> they came on an asteroid. I'm like, thank God for those guys. Yeah. Because like, I would not know what the heroes. fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, the true heroes of this film. <laughs> oh, boy. But hey, he falls in love and stays there for the girl. Oh classic so move. sweet I think they'll hang us now I could use the rest <laughs> this was the most expensive Chinese film ever by the way I heard that and they they had like and, uh, over a hundred translators yeah well the crew was so massive yeah. and in China this movie's considered uh, a success and did well like it just did bad over here because money doesn't translate the same yeah so anyway <laughs> That's all I got to say about the film. What do you got to say? You got anything that I, I left out? No, we went through my, my, the P, the pinnacle of my notes was Mighty Morphin Kung Pao Rangers. <laughs> I got to say my two points I wanted to point out the most were the fucking Mandarin thing, which is, it's just as confusing as, uh, when did we do rollerball? And it's like <laughs> a quarter of the movies and, and, uh, fucking like, Night vision. Night vision for some reason. Like <laughs> not, it, not, it's the same kind of decision where you're like, what the fuck is going not on? Not even night vision. It's just just really green film filter. grainy green. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh I wanted to point out how bad the strategy is of just dipping your soldiers into a tea of monsters <laughs> and hoping that it works That's out. That's what you. it was from. The teabag gr- uh brigade right there. Yeah. Oh man, we should have called them the teabaggers. That's you're right. <laughs> and tea, China tea. This yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Damn it. Exactly. That's what happened. Oh man. So Wang was like eat, drinking his tea one day, and he like dips it, and he's like, huh, "Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> Here's what we do: we get all the ladies, right? All the good-looking ones. Every one of them's gorgeous." Right, and we get armor that shows off their boobies, right? Because we want that armor to be skin tight, and then we just dip them into the bad guys' spears and hope it works out. Uh, what, what's the point of this? Or we have bows, we can just shoot them. No, 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 no. This is gonna look way cooler. Yeah, teabag well, ladies. That's what we need, sir. Won't this kill most of the women? Eh, put half of them on the drums. That way, at least half of them survive. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Done. This is our strategy. Our plan is made. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to quote Matt Damon's character, how he would say it, this movie is absolute shite. <laughs> I'm only going to choose one word to be I Irish. In I it. say I don't even know. How, <laughs> I don't even know if he'd say it that well. To be honest, yeah, he'd be like, "This movie is absolute shite." Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? What are you doing right now? <laughs> Uh, Petro Pascal, thank you for being you know, Willem Dafoe and Petro Pascal, all stars, by the way. Oh, yeah, all star yeah. characters and love them. Luckily, they kept me going through this film. Uh, Andy Lau's Wang is the guy who has the cool hat, who's the one that is like doing the work with the magnets and everything. Amazing, huh? Andy Lau's oh, Wang, Andy Lau's Wang. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is pretty entertaining. His and dick I was really my favorite character, character. probably. I, it's not going to be Matt Damon's. That thing's going to be rough looking after that chain slide. 
<laughs> oh god, like an act, like an actual eggplant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing is purple as can be. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a movie. It's like it was made. China liked it, I guess. Yeah, you can say that much. Mm. Uh, so anyway, it's time for our favorite game. Five degrees of Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. I believe and I'm first. It is your turn this time. All right. I chose my boy, Willem Dafoe. Mostly because it's a one. Nice. Because Willem Dafoe was in Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's an Aquaman teacher, and so was Joe Morton, who was Cy- or, uh, uh, Cyborg's father. Very nice. You win. You I, I got it in two. I oh, went I two ones, by the way, because the other one I have. I have another one. Also Willem Dafoe. Okay. If you want to count this. At the beginning of Speed 2, <laughs> when they're explaining why Keanu Reeves is not in the film, we meet, we see his cop character from the first film. It's just a quick cameo where he's basically like, no thanks, and that's all. But it's Joe Morton. So Willem uh-huh. Dafoe has been with Joe Morton in two films. Very nice. Um, you went, I had it in two. I went Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, I, I, in my notes, I say Matt Damon to Ben Affleck literally anything yeah what take your pick <laughs> and then obviously affleck to joe in paycheck so the literally everything or justice league or justice league uh the literally everything or anything could be by the way in case you were curious jay and silent bob reboot jay and silent bob strike back school ties chasing amy dogma uh so field, kevin smith films. field of dreams they were uncredited but they were in it the last duel on our list by the way goodwill yeah. hunting uh, I think of that's course. all of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's pretty much all the Kevin Smith movies after Goodwill Hunting, and then uh, yeah, there's like nine the of Goodwill them. Hunting. Yeah, and that's just where they acted together. I didn't even and go they, into yeah, the, like just, directors and. Well, Damon has done like cameos in a bunch of Affleck's films, and Affleck has done cameos in a bunch of Damon's films where they're like barely even in it. Yeah. So there's that too. So who knows? Like, yeah, like you said, like anything, anything that one of them has done, the other one's probably shown up. Exactly. You just use a a Jimmy Kimmel show. Jesus Christ. They're on that all the time. Yeah. So that's mine. All right. Makes sense. All right. All right. right. Should it bomb? Three, two, one, zero. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. That doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. I wish it didn't, but yeah, it does. This is a classic one of those like summer movies that's just fucking stupid and CG full. And like you throw a couple stars in a dumb premise that makes no sense. And you're like, here you go. And usually you can eat it up pretty good. And you're like, this is fine. Um, not this time. <laughs> I, I was, I was entertained. I'll put it that way. I was entertained, but it, I was taken out a little bit by the fact that I couldn't understand some of it. Oh yeah. yeah and then, yeah. um, you know, it was very, very pretty. Uh, I wish, oh, yeah. I wish that the story went along with the prettiness. Yes. That makes but sense. it does not. So I did fall asleep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there's an extended period of this film. Uh, it begins all in Mandarin, and then it is completely quiet at <laughs> night, and they just have night sounds playing. And it is a long stretch of the film, and it just lulled me into a, a, a slumber. <laughs> and then when the monster attacked, I, I woke up. So well, I, that's missed, good at least. I missed him walking towards the monster. I was going to say, so. you, you were asleep for... Oh, yeah, because when they're walking towards the monster, they're all uh, stomping in unison. So yeah. not only is it quiet, but then it goes from quiet to boom. Yeah, boom. and it's like a perfectly even thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like God, a fan on yeah. boom, boom, exactly. you. Like, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm out, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, you missed, I don't know, 
60 seconds of the film, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's not that long, but I usually miss most of that just getting up and going to the bathroom anyway. So, <laughs> yes, I don't stop the movie during the bathroom break. <laughs> no, I do not do that. If they were bad, if they were good movies, maybe, but come on, guys. <laughs> You got to give yeah. us what little respite we can get. We're 95 movies in. I, I look at myself and I go, what are you doing with your life? Why are you the way that you are? I, I walked into the bathroom after about, I don't know, a quarter of the movie Cats. And I said, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. yeah. And then I screamed, why? <laughs> and everyone in my house was like scared awake and. Then they they ran in to see what was wrong and they saw cats on the TV and they're like, oh, okay. They just they back just away slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, Grab the kids, we're leaving. <laughs> they immediately understood. Uh, anyway, uh, what's next week? Well, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. The informant is real. We have the name of their next target. The name is Neo. We'll need a search running. You probably don't recognize that because it was during a phone call during on the 1999's The Matrix. Also the year The Astronaut's Wife came out. Woot woot. Uh, our next movie. Also the year 1999's The Mummy came out. Woo! 99 was a good year. Nine, we've done this before. 99 and 2000. Great year. 2001. Terrible year for movies. Ugh. So many stinkers during that film. Our next movie. Is 2001's. Oh my God. I did. I swear to God. <laughs> you, that was I accidental. No <laughs> I held this one from him. He has no idea. The only thing I, I gave you a hint on the five degrees being easy. 2001's Ali. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> obviously, we can't use Ali as uh, our yeah. acting. <laughs> I think we need to it. make that agreement. <laughs> but we'll get to do a little celebration because this is a, a, a Joe movie. It is like a, it's Joe a Joe movie. film. Because I've used this one several times. <laughs> uh, boy, I, I saw this when it came out. I did not see it in theaters, but I did see it when home release came out. I've rented it. Uh, and I remember it being a little too long, but I remember liking it. But I also was like, you know, 20 two years younger <laughs> so we'll yeah. see what happens i haven't seen this film since i i do like i do remember liking this film that's why i use it sometimes for the joe morton game cool i don't remember right. i remember that i've seen it but i don't remember anything about it i mean i can tell you it's about muhammad ali i remember that part at least <laughs> oh, i never know good. it's will smith and will smith. Uh, you know joe morton is in there the bat yeah, as yeah, far as sure I can is. go, honestly. I think Jada Pickett well, Smith's in there, isn't she? I think she plays his wife in I, it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, uh, before she so, got an entanglement, anyway. Yeah, before that entanglement. He, by the way, Jesse, uh-huh. keep his wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> So that should be fun. That should be an interesting uh, show. We haven't done a drama in a while, like like a non-action drama, you know, like kind of a straight drama. So that should be interesting. A lot of straight dramas I actually cut off of the list because they just don't work well for, like if there's not a horror aspect or an action aspect or a comedy aspect to it, it doesn't work well for like like this type of review where we're discussing it. It's yeah. off like kind of boring. So this is one of the ones that I let slide whenever we originally co- were cutting movies. So we'll see if my choice was correct. <laughs> if you don't like it, it's Brandon's fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I left it in. I took out Heaven's Gate, okay? Oh, thank God. I, first off, I didn't feel like Jesse and I sat for four hours to watch the fucking thing. Granted, somehow they got us when Heaven's Gate, because before, this was before Zack Snyder's Justice League was a thing. And then Heaven's Gate came out, and they're like, Justice League. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> There's a four-hour movie we're going to have to watch anyway. So anyway, Jesse, I go first, but I'm still going to ask, what are you watching? <laughs> so, uh, what you watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. I'm watching you tell me what you're watching. Jesse, I went and saw D&D Honor Among Thieves. Did you get the popcorn holder in the mug? 
No, they were sold out. Ah, of course they were. Uh, just fantastic. Is it? Oh, thank God. I fucking loved it. Like, are there things that can be done a little better? Sure. You know, it, it is still, it, it's very reminiscent of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a good thing, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just Chris Pine is so damn charming and fun. Uh, and then Justice Smith really gets a, a chance to like kind of redeem. Because uh, I, I, I feel like his big debut, like when he really got onto a big movie, was that second Jurassic World movie, which is just so forgettable. And I felt bad for him because I feel like it's a waste of an actor that I think is decent. And then he was in Detective Pikachu and he was good in it. And I go, oh, this guy is good. So this comes out. He's fantastic in it. Uh, Beverly from It is in it. She's the the tiefling. She's good. She doesn't have a lot of lines. Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and Furious films. She's great. She she really honestly is like one of the main characters. She's like the secondary main, and she's very good in this. Uh, surprisingly, you just kind of go with everything in this film, even though it just keeps doing more and more outlandish, crazy shit. But I got to tell you, the breakaway character of this film, and I hate doing this after he kind of proved to be a little bit jerk, but it's Hugh Grant's character. He's like a villain character. He is so fucking fun. His lines are great. He's he's a rogue, and he, his character's clearly charisma-based. Just absolutely fun. The amount of different spells and creatures and races that we see in this is just so... It, I, I just... It's hard to believe that this and then that Jeremy Irons D&D movie came from the same thing. I was, I was about to ask you if it was as good as 2000's Dungeons & Dragons with Justin Whalen, Marlon Wayans, and Jeremy Irons. Uh, the the girl in that, she was the one from uh, American uh, American Beauty. Uh, Zoe Nora. No, 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 no. Oh, Thora Birch? Thora Birch, that's it, that's uh, it. She's like the queen in there. Empress Savina. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, I actually, yeah. by the way, watched the original Dungeons & Dragons multiple times. It's terrible, man. It's not a good movie. No, it's, it's really bad. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not good. No. It's just not good. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I was young. You, you do have to kind of just go with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited though. to see this one, though. The new one. It's great. You're, you're going to love it. It's just great. It's just super fun and just a good time. And everyone in it is like really doing their part. And, and like there are shout outs to the old D&D cartoon. Uh, there's shout outs to like very, very deep cut D&D jokes and lore, but it's never in a way that isn't accessible, you know? Uh, I absolutely loved it. There's a cameo in it from uh, a pretty big star who ironically, uh, and I think that that's, it, it's pretty funny when he shows up cause you just don't expect it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I absolutely loved it, which this year has been a little rough, you know, like I got to admit like black Panther, Shazam two, Ant-Man three, they were not the greatest. And then like, John Wick 4, Creed 3, and this, I'm like, oh, thank God. There are going to be some good, fun movies this year. Thank God. <laughs> and then I'm going to go see this weekend the Super Mario movie, which I know that critics are kind of like, yeah, on, but the fans are, like, ravenous about it, how good it is. Okay. I think on Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's got, like, a 55 uh, critic rating, but, like, a 98 fan rating. Hmm. So it should be interesting. I will probably take the, ki- the children for that one. Oh yeah, it's. Um, it. I I mean, it's not really a movie that I think critics would have jo- enjoy anyway, because like you have so much lore to create yeah. and push out there, and That's it's going to be a lot of just like nostalgia feels, you know. Target audience. But this movie, it, what was it? Target audience. Exactly. Yeah, this movie is made to launch a, a, an enormous franchise. We can do sequels. Of Mario oh, with Wario yeah. as the villain. You can get a Luigi spinoff for Luigi's Mansion. You can get a Donkey Kong spinoff for Donkey Kong Country. And then, not to mention, like, 
the other things like the success of this will make Nintendo go. Maybe we do a Metroid film. Maybe we do a Zelda film. Maybe we do a, a Star Fox film. I want know? Mark Hamill as Wario. <laughs> That's not terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you risk him terrible. sounding like the Joker, but I think, I think Hamill's talented enough to make it happen. Ah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking it right now. I like right? it. I like it. Yeah. But who plays Waluigi? Oh man, I don't remember what he sounds like. I mean, yeah, I mean, he sounds like a higher pitched Wario. So, Wah! hey, Waluigi's number one. <laughs> that's that's what he says when you beat someone in uh, Mario Kart with him. Ah, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Oh, how about this? How about how about this? How about this? <laughs> Mark Hamill is Wario perfect, by the way. Okay. Waluigi, Willem Dafoe. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be fantastic. He's got Wario, it. what are you doing? Yes. I, mean, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's a shame Gilbert Godfrey's dead, because I think yeah. he would also have done okay. Oh, yeah, he Yeah, would. Willem Dafoe would be amazing as For Waluigi. sure. Oh, my God. I, I want to see this film so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get a Star Fox film, and it'll you know be and Bradley Cooper or Star Fox. The theater can take, or the uh, studio can take our idea for the low low cost of a cameo for each of us. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will play um, uh, that fat Raven. No, no, the fat guy that you got to knock his pants down in uh, <laughs> Super Mario World uh, yeah. th- three with the one where you're baby Mario on on a Yoshi, yeah. and you got to hit the guy in the belly button. His name's Bert, and he's like his pants fall down. I'll be him. I'll be that character. There you go. I don't even care who I am. <laughs> or or if I if I get to choose dream role, and it's not just a cameo, and I get to actually do something, I'm my favorite Koopa son, Roy. <laughs> I fucking love Roy, man. Roy. Uh, Roy's the best, man. Roy and awesome. Iggy are two of my favorites. Very nice. So, uh, and so none of the Koopa children are really introduced or talked about in this. No Wario, no Waluigi, uh, next to no Yoshi. So you have so much more lore to play with in a sequel, which I find fascinating they did that. Because this movie definitely said, well, there's too many characters, so we can't introduce too many. But if we do a Luigi spinoff, and Luigi's out here in a mansion, you know, doing Luigi's mansion shit. And Donkey Kong's out doing Donkey Kong Country stuff. Then we're we're two main characters away from our team. Let's get some more in there. Perfect additions. Waluigi, Wario, Yoshi, you know. But anyway, that's that's next week. Well, I'll I'll, I'll report back on that. Um, my music for this week. Um. Uh, there's this type of punk music that exists that is like a little cleaner than normal punk music. And I'm a big fan of it. The echoes do it. Um, there's a band called idols, I D L E S. Right. And they're just like, their music's weird and wild and just really fun, but they have a song called never fight a man with a perm. <laughs> and it's just, it's a fucking blast, man. It's also good advice, by the way. Yeah, it's a great advice. <laughs> Never fight a man with a perm. Show enough. Because because here's the issue. Either A, you beat up a guy with a perm, yeah. or B, you got beat up by a guy with a perm. <laughs> like, you don't win. You no, don't win this no fight, way. no matter what, you know? No. And then way. the thing about it, the guys with the perms, you don't know what you're getting. No. You know? You don't know if there's a Bob Ross, a furious drill sergeant underneath that, all that, or you just got some out. guy that has goofy hair, you know? You don't know what you're dealing with. You know? Don't never fight a man with a perm by idols. Uh, absolutely listen to idols. They have a bunch of other stuff that's really good. Um, it's it's like that kind of like, it's definitely got um punk, feel to it but it's not as uh it's not as scratchy you know punk is very noisy mm-hmm. it's definitely more polished but anyway that's my that's mine what uh what are you watching well um i am still watching the same old stuff i keep watching because i don't have a lot of time to sit and watch i do however play some games that is my entertainment of yeah, i don't play video games at all i'm still playing octopath traveler 2 from like what 
four uh, weeks I ago. I would say that was like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm still playing that game. I trade I off. I don't play games very often. I trade off games. I play for a little while because I, I've gotten burnt out on games before. So. Oh, not me. I'm a completist, man. I, I go for it all. Well, you'll love this game then. Because did you like, uh, did you ever play Fallout New Vegas? Yeah, it's my favorite of the Fallout series. Perfect. A lot of people say that. And those people would be very happy to know that the same developers responsible for Fallout New Vegas created a game called The Outer Worlds. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this. It, it feels a lot like Borderlands. Borderlands uh, New Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The co- the comedy is the same. Uh, just the little quirks are the same. It's, it's really good. It's fantastic gameplay. Um, anyone who likes... The uh, Fallout games, and then, of course, Fallout New Vegas would absolutely adore this game. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. First-person shooter, RPG, you know, elements, good stuff. I need to tell my wife about that because she has, like, 100%ed all the Borderlands games with her friend, and she's looking for new games to play. The Outer Worlds, it's on Game Pass, too. Xbox Game Game Pass, Pass, so if you have that, you can play it on your Game Pass. Yeah. We absolutely do. When you got the attention span of my wife and you play as many games as she plays, because she she's the she's the kind of person that she works like sixty hours in like three or four days. You know, yeah. she works all day, every day for three or four days, and then she takes like six days off. Nice. And then she goes back and does that. So she gets all her hours in a very short amount of time. Because of that, because of how she works, because she's an ER nurse. Uh, she has a lot of time where she's just doing nothing and she's just at home. And after a day or two of resting, you kind of just need something. So video games is her, her cheap release away from things, you know, cause it doesn't cost anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then the book that I'm going to suggest, uh, this week is another autobiography read by the author. If you do the audio book and I do suggest you do, and it's if chins could kill. Oh, I have read this. Bruce Campbell. Also, I don't have it with me because it's at my parents' house. I met him at a meet and greet in St. Louis, and he signed it for me. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I met him uh, at one point. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was. No, it wasn't with you. Uh, I went with another friend of mine to St. Louis Wizard World, and he went to the bathroom, and then Bruce Campbell was walking around, and I got to meet and talk to him while he was walking between panels. Nice. Yeah, he stood. He stat. He like stood there for a good like sixty to almost two minutes, just sitting there talking to me before his <laughs> handles were like, "We got to move on." Do, do you remember when we were in Chicago and Sam Trammell from True Blood? I finished the panel and I had to pee so bad, so I like ran to the bathroom. But he also had to pee really bad, so he was running to the bathroom. <laughs> so there was a moment in time where it looked like I was just chasing him from the stage. Yeah, and like it was. And we got to the bathroom. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like. He's like, I thought you were chasing me for a minute. And I go, oh, no, I have to be so bad. He's like, yeah, you drink a lot of water under those lights. You don't even realize it. And we're sitting in the bathroom peeing in the urinals talking to each other. Great guy, Sam Trammell, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Jesse was with me during that event. I was. Um, yeah. Were you with me when I met Doug Jones? Oh, I think so. And he, he, he was stroking my beard and mustache and stuff. And he touched my face a lot. I think I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. But yeah. He was really nice. Very nice man. Yeah, yeah Bruce Campbell, uh, such a class act, man. Funny, just really, he really appreciates fans. Yeah, and he, he plays, he literally plays a character a lot of times when you see yeah. him in front of a crowd. He is playing a confident jackass. Oh, he's, but he's he Williams. so far from that in real life. He is a genuinely... Nice ass dude. Just a sweetheart of a man. Yeah. Just absolutely. But also cutting and funny, man. He's he oh, is yeah. ready. He is ready to drop an insult so quick. <laughs> and it is like he's, he's just great at it. Dude. Great guy. Absolutely. Like I, I have not listened to the the audiobook version. I didn't know he read it. Oh yeah. I had read the book twice now. I read the book the first time and I read it again when I was like, I need to read something. And I was at my parents' house for like four days and I'm like, I'm gonna read this fucking book again. And uh, knowing he reads it, though, oh, man, it's so that's got to yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. You, you would absolutely adore it. Yeah, <sighs> that's what I got. I've watched a bunch of old videos of him at conventions, and he likes to do his uh, his punch himself and throw himself trick. <laughs> yeah. where he punches himself, grabs his shirt, and then does a f- uh, front flip yeah. onto his back. <laughs> 
and he's so good at it. And it's like, that's a lot of athleticism to that. And he's, of course, he's old now. He can't do it now. And I would never ask him to do it because I love the man. But Bruce Campbell's one of my all-time favorite just people in general. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's one of the few people that you meet. Uh, One of my favorite things uh, with any actor in general, once they get to a certain level of stardom, is that he can make fun of himself and he does it extremely well. Like, ah, very nice little Ash in a, a Necronomicon. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon always has, uh, you guys don't get to see the video. Maybe one day, who knows? But uh, he always has a just a plethora of toys behind him. Just oh, yeah. Nice. It goes on and on in that direction yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's crazy. Uh, just great guy, man. Great guy. You won't be like, never meet your heroes in this case. You will, you'll meet him and you'll go, okay, that was great. And like, he's responsible for one of my favorite games ever made. You ever played the evil dead game on like PlayStation one? Oh, I don't know if I have played that. Oh my God. Puppet Ash is a character or maybe it's PlayStation two. I don't remember. It it is such a fun, dumb game. And he voices all the, 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 dialogue in it yeah it's it's fantastic check that out i have played the new evil dead game i have the new one but i have not got to play it yet because i will buy anything with evil dead on it that tv series amazing get some friends together it's worth it for the friends is it like the jason game uh yeah it's kind of like a jason uh dead by daylight Okay, Um, okay you know one of your one of your groups plays bad guys one of your groups plays good guys and you're either trying to stop or trying to complete a mission okay i gotta say like that friday the 13th game it may not be the best game ever but when you get a group of buddies playing it you start drinking that shit gets funny fast (laughs) and you fight over who gets to be jason if one of you is going to be jason you know like and then eventually you're just like, fine, AI Jason, and we're all just playing survival. <laughs> and then you learn that Jason takes forever to step over things. So all you got to do is just keep stepping over like a, a banister back and forth. And he's just like, <laughs> go in and out of a window a bunch until he catches yeah. on and he swings at you. And you're like, damn it, he got me. <laughs> oh, what a fun game. If it's, if it's anything like that, I'll have a blast. Yeah, it's good. Well, you can also have a blast on TikTok where I am Brando Supreme uh, and you can find everything else I've done and everything Jesse has done and is to do some things that have not yet come to pass <laughs> on, <laughs> on the website, Jesse. Many things on boxofficebombsquad.com. Uh, you can also go to, and I remembered it this time, podcasters.spotify.com, uh, previously anchor.fm. I'm so happy for you. Uh, honestly, don't worry about that. You can do it that way, but honestly, just get it from your podcast client of choice, however you decide to do that, be it by Carrier Pigeon or you know Sherpa. It doesn't matter. Um, read the show notes. We do have links in there to the things we've talked about, and uh, they are not sponsored links as of right now. Uh, so they're just links to kind of let you guys see what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, since we can't show yeah. you through the magical, you know, podcasting sound. Uh, and of course, um, there are places to leave voicemails for us because we like voicemails and money. Of course, money. We like voicemail. Voicemails and money. I have <laughs> that's what's tattooed on my knuckles. Yeah. No regrets and voicemails. Twenty-five and money. fingers. <laughs> 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 Uh, everybody, thanks for watching. Uh, sorry we made you watch The Great Wall or just The Wall. The yeah. Wall. Because there ain't nothing great about it. <laughs> uh, tune in next week for Ali. He's the greatest ever is, the greatest ever will be. We'll be the judge of that. This just in scientists discover that Canadian bacon is actually ordinary ham. You want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much.
I went through a half a bottle of Tums. My poop was black all week because <laughs> Got you know, the you shit out like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all know. I'm just brave enough to say it. 